Hello, and welcome to the Curious One podcast. My name is Emma Krebs. I created this podcast to be able to have conversations that were lacking through my daily interactions as I always felt the longing to dive deeper. This space is for meaningful conversations that I hope help to broaden my perspectives and maybe even yours as well. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 25 of the Curious One podcast. Now, this episode covers a topic I've wanted to explore on the Curious One podcast for some time now. As I navigate my own personal journey with identity and my relationship with feminism, I cannot help but feel in moments the conversation around masculinity is lacking. What I personally am coming to believe is feminism and masculinity are two harmonious subjects. As I myself being a woman, I did not feel fully comfortable speaking about this subject on my own. So with that being said, I'm honored to introduce my new friends, Nuke and Andy. Both Andy and Nuke are two of three co-founders of Kings of Hearts. Andy described Kings of Hearts to me as a platform where we gather men and also women to dive into the conversation around modern day masculinity and how we can challenge the status quo. How can we reimagine what that can mean for us all today so that we can move forward positively and consciously? The individuals at Kings of Hearts lead with vulnerability. Their core values are self-awareness, character, vulnerability, and service. To start off our conversation, I asked both Nuke and Andy to define what Kings of Hearts means to them individually. From there, I moved on and asked them how they define masculinity. Nuke helped to bring awareness to the importance of redefining our vocabulary in order to enable more open and curious conversations. We shifted into boy energy and unconscious masculinity. As well, I asked them both what stereotypes around masculinity do they feel are detrimental to society as a whole. From there, Andy shed light onto the masculine and feminine energetic. And we close up the conversation with Andy and Nuke sharing their advice to those individuals that are working to become more aware within not only their community, but within themselves as well. I hope through this conversation, we can rise up together. May you be inspired, may you be curious, and may you learn more about yourself as we learn about others. Enjoy. Well, welcome to the Curious One podcast, Andy and Nuke. So as we begin, I think it would be a good place to start is both of you introducing yourselves individually. Ooh. We both pointed at each other for all the listeners. <laughs> for the non-visual aspect that I don't have yet, we will look at that one day. I think you should go well, first. Andy, be okay. the alphabet. Sounds good. So my name is Andy, uh, one of the co-founders, one of three co-founders of Kings of Hearts. I am a men's coach outside of the Kings of Hearts. I help men with their inner confidence, help men get present through breath work, through accountability, through structure. And I also run men's groups as well. And yeah, I, we've been doing this for three years now. And you know, one thing that's feeling alive for me at the very moment is, well, we just did breath work together and we brought gratitude into our bodies. And one of the things that I just feel really grateful for is these types of opportunities. And um, it's one of my values as well, as a, just kind of as a, as a human being is gratitude. And it's, it's, it's a value and it's also a superpower. I feel like it's like a, it's one of those skills or 
tools you just take out of the box, especially in moments of uh, quote unquote chaos or you know, turbulence in life. And so, yeah, that's me. Love it. And I love that gratitude is one of your values. I think that's super cool. And yeah. I'm going to steal that. Please. <laughs> if that's allowed. It's up for the taking. If you're allowed to steal people's share values. When I first, hang on, side note, when I first started learning about defining your values and exploring that, I would Google like common values that people have. And yeah. I remember listening to a podcast and someone mentioned their values yeah. and I wrote them down and I was like, yeah, these are mine. And then obviously I moved away from that. <laughs> you know, whenever, whenever I get this question, I'm always like kerfuffled and um, like I always want to respond and say like, oh, so like these are the places that I work. And I'm just mm-hmm. learning, like, you know what? Like, I would say, like, I am an educator uh, for for men that want to reimagine what truth, love, and positivity could look like. And I am a student because I don't have it all. And so I'm just learning to pull away from those titles that I used to subscribe to. I love it. Because that's something I struggle with, to be honest, as a host, is I ask people to introduce themselves, but with that question, I'm not asking, how do you make money? Mm. I'm asking, who are you, right? And ironically, it's an icebreaker question, but it's also like, I'm not asking for your elevator pitch. And at the mm. same time, it's, it's true. I don't want to know how you make money. Because if I was defined by that, how I'm making money at this present moment, that's not me, so... Thank I you love that. Well <laughs> done. It is. Well done. That's Who are you? Not what you do. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I just, I'm trying to figure out how to ask that question, you know? I just don't have a vocabulary for it besides that because I think our society is just... Yeah, I feel like yeah. that's going to evolve for you yeah. along the way as you I interview so, more yeah. people. I hope yeah. so. Um, so I reach out to you guys because you both are co-founders of Kings of Hearts. Yes. So who's the yes. third person that... Sohan. Okay. Dr. Sohan. Dr. Sohan. So then as we dive into our conversation, mm. can you guys explain what Kings of Hearts is for people that might not know? Dude, and every, every time we get this, <laughs> this question, I'm always like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what are... Yeah. You can both describe it in... Yeah, in our own ways. Yeah, yeah we always yeah. do. We what it means that. to either of you. There's no textbook, there's no textbook but, definition yeah. or right words for it. For yeah. sure. I always, you know, feel into the moment, moment of what it means for me today yeah. and what it means for you. And so well Amazing. said. I love that. Yeah. So for me, what I would say is King of Hearts is a safe space for men to reimagine what could it look like to be a man sitting here in 2020. Awesome. Instead of using space, I'm going to say <laughs> yeah. Kings of Hearts is uh, a platform where we gather uh, men and also women too in, in different types of events together to dive into the conversation around modern day masculinity and how we can challenge the status quo. How can we, we can reimagine what that could mean for all of us today so that we can move forward positively and consciously. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Mm. I love that you mentioned space and you said you didn't want to, but providing a safe space, something that... For a long time, I didn't know what that, I thought I knew what it meant, but as I grow and as I have more conversations and connections with individuals, I think my understanding of what it really is has been evolving and how rare it can be to actually provide genuine safe space. So that's amazing. And with you talking about, um, I can't use your exact vocabulary because it's leaving my mind, but you were essentially talking about redefining masculinity was your point, Andy. And... Mm. 
that is what I want the topic of our conversation to be about today is masculinity. So with that, I want to say at the beginning, if I'm just being fully vulnerable, as I was talking to friends about having a conversation around masculinity, I got some pushback as a woman. Not necessarily maybe because I'm a woman, but I just got pushed back, right? Mm. Why are we raising the voices of men when they've ah. been in the driver's seat for so long? Okay. okay. So, well, I just want to, I want to explain my perspective before we jump into this conversation. Sure. As I navigate my own journey with identity and feminism, mm. I'm coming to realize how important masculinity is. You can't have one without the other. Mm. And at the end of the day, I'm going to say this now, but I'm going to ask you a question in a bit, but I think they're kind of the same thing. They're reaching for the same thing and you can't have one without the other. Mm. So at the same time, it's almost like working from the inside. If we can help men unlearn and just like toxic masculinity, like let go of that, it's going to trickle down into other people and the minority groups, etc. Mm. So great preface. That was a lot. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll get good. into that. Yeah. I sense a lot of passion. Yeah. From you from as, yeah. as you were saying that. Yeah. Which okay. is good, which is yeah. why we're having this conversation. Yeah. So yeah. when I found you guys though, it was like my brain exploded that there are people out there that are creating this space. And just the more I learn about Kings of Hearts, like I, I've only discovered you guys like a few weeks ago. So I'm trying to absorb as much content from you guys as I can. But it's just so in alignment with what I feel. And I feel like your message is not that common. And if people were to look at what it is on the surface, they're going to give pushback like they did to me mm-hmm. in regards to talking about masculinity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So can I ask a question or do you guys want to speak to any of that? We also get into it in the conversation. Please but ask your okay. question. Yeah, well, yeah. then I want to say, I don't know why I feel the need to ask this question, but how do you guys define masculinity? We'll, we'll, both, we'll both give our version because mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's important because we both have our own like history experiences and I think it's important that since there's two voices, we'll both kind of mm-hmm. chime in. Um, my defini- definition of masculinity. Um, so I've been I've been diving into this topic uh, even a little bit before we started Kings of Hearts, and something that I've arrived at recently uh, around masculinity is that it is something that exists in both men and women. Yeah, and we are quick to put boxes or containers around certain words and then assign it to a gender, right? Mm -hmm. And therein lies a stem or a root of uh, the problem of some people call it toxic masculinity. Some people call it unconscious masculinity. And so my definition of masculinity, first of all, is it comes from both, it exists in both men and women. And there are traits. There are traits within us. Uh, So for example... For me, masculinity, if that exists in both men and women, it's a trait in us that is, for example, grounded or present or, direct, or directive, right? That is the masculine part of us. Um, and then there's the feminine part of us as well, which we can get into later if it comes up. However, you know, if we're talking about what's going on in our world right now and to use the term masculinity and things that we dive into, it is around a culture. It's around a culture uh, that's been around for a little while now. It kind of, it's, I think the word masculinity began uh, around, it came from the patriarchal times, um, you know, back in the 30s, 40s, where the man had a certain role and the woman had certain roles. And so, yeah, I would say that 
kind of just to bring it back all around is masculinity is a culture and it needs to be reimagined. It needs to be redefined, as I said earlier. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Luke. That's so good, dude. I don't even know where to <laughs> go with that. I don't have anything. I don't. Hmm. If you don't feel like you yeah. want to answer or if you if want to touch complete, on something. That's cool, too. Yeah. yeah. We're a team. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. I don't have anything Perfect. to add. What comes up for you? I'm curious. You know, when... You know, when, when I... Hear, yeah, when you hear all that. Like, I, I said a lot there. Um, redefining masculinity. That's something I think is huge. I also really resonated when you were talking about the masculine and femininity within male and females. Mm. You can expand further. Divine femininity and divine masculinity is something that I just only came across recently in the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm beyond just like feminism and masculinity. And so I find that super interesting and navigating my own personal feelings of when I feel in my masculine and when I feel in my feminine, I think mm -hmm. is super interesting. Um, but when I wrote down that question to ask you guys, I thought to myself, what if they ask me in return? Mm -hmm. So I Googled the definition <laughs> of masculinity. I'm curious. What and I wrote up? it down. This is great. Awesome. <laughs> read, read it, it out. A set of attributes, behaviors, and roles associated with boys and men. And so I didn't, I didn't like that answer, but I don't know what answer yeah. to give. So I'm hoping by the end of this conversation, I can have a better idea of what I define as masculinity. Yeah. Amazing. So, so, so something that I want to add to, to this and to our listeners is this, um, and nothing against it, you said it already, but toxic masculinity. I don't so like that I use that. It's all right. What that's do okay. I use? This is great. This is great. I was going to ask you guys. This is great because one of the things that we said, like, there's nothing toxic about masculinity or even femininity. Mm -hmm. What it is is when it's not conscious, when it's mm -hmm. not healthy, then what you get is the boy energy playing out. So you get men that are, that are actually acting out as boys and that from the outside looking in looks toxic right however if you are willing to like ask questions and andy's great at this and have have um have curiosity and start peeling back layers and asking questions you just realize that this man that is having boy-like energy is actually just trying to uh is actually just trying to be seen just trying to be heard and just like a boy would, he acts out. And unfortunately, it looks the way that it looks. Mm -hmm. Does like that, that make sense? Yeah, I was hoping you were going to touch on <laughs> the boy energy. Do you want to speak more to any of that, the boy energy thing? I can so, add. Yeah, add. add. Um, before we get into like boy energy, I, I'd like to add that around the toxic. Mm. And, you know, when we don't address unconscious, the unconscious masculine, the mm -hmm. result of that is... For example, violence. Mm -hmm. Violence is toxic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For example, right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, we like to talk about reimagining even the language we use, mm -hmm. and we wanted to shed that. It's like it's the, it's not the masculine that's toxic. Yeah. Right. I just really mm -hmm. wanna, I really wanna hit home on that. It's Preach. it's the, the results of unconscious masculine. It's the byproducts of it. Yep. It's depression. It's suicide. That stuff is is toxic. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. or could you also I'm glad you guys stopped me there I was thinking of using patriarchal masculinity as well mm -hmm. but I like unconscious masculinity I really like that yeah, yeah there's you know there's something that we can work with mm -hmm. so if, if we if we use the language of unconscious masculinity 
then a really good starting point for a lot of men is, you know, so how do I get conscious? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. how do I get, you know, un- how do I move from unconscious to something else? And what so would that even look like? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it leaves a lot of room to work with. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. That's the idea. It's, it's not to point fingers and start labeling people, but it's to create a safe space where we could work with men, where we approach it from a curiosity standpoint and not necessarily to make them wrong for for them being unconscious. Mm -hmm. Of course, if there's toxic behaviors, that's something that we don't condone. However, if a man is unconscious about that behavior, is there room for us to navigate and help guide that man from A to B? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna leave it there. Yeah, it's great. Okay. It's yeah. beautiful. And do you want to speak more to the boy, boy energy? En- energy? Oh yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. So boy energy is um, behaviors that a man is unconscious about. As Nuke said, that he acts it out without even realizing it. Uh, and so, the first couple thoughts that I have around boy energy is, men these days we haven't been initiated into quote unquote manhood. You think about back in the day during tribal times, uh, you have a village, you have men, you have women, you have children, you have boys and girls, right? And boys go through a ceremonial process uh, from boy to man. Mm-hmm. There's no age involved in that. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, when, it, when it's his time, he gets initiated through ceremony, uh, through ritual. Mm-hmm. In modern times, we don't have that anymore. We don't. Uh, and a lot of the times, what ends up happening is a lot of the boy behavior, a lot of the boy traits that we've had when we were young, we take those with us mm-hmm. into adulthood. You ever see a man, like an adult man have a hissy fit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I used to work in the restaurant, restaurant industry and I used to serve uh, men and when they don't get their way, mm-hmm. they make a scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about a boy. Meltdown. Th- think about a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he doesn't get his way, he makes a, a scene. scene. Mm-hmm. He has a Temper tantrum. tantrum. Yep. He has a tantrum. Yep. So you see these boy qualities get reenacted out of, in men uh, in their adulthood. And that's the to- toxic stuff. Yeah. It could lead there. Mm-hmm. It could lead there. And when you, ha- when you have two men who are in their boy energy at, at each other. Yeah. There's like fire and there's, I think we spoke about that in our podcast, but when you have fire and we have another person in their fire, you have conflict, you have violence Mm -hmm. and that's the stuff that's toxic. If you want to kind of continue off of what we just talked about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's golden. That's Mm -hmm. golden. And, and like, and then to bring it to King of Hearts for us is are men having these epiphanies and realizing that, hey, maybe something needs to shift. Maybe this isn't who I am. Maybe life isn't the way I envisioned it when I was younger. And coming from that space, coming into, let's say, a King of Hearts event or having a King of Hearts conversation, it's like, hey, man, like, are you willing to reimagine? Are you willing to like put your ego on the shelf and be like, I don't have it all together. I don't know what I'm doing and I need help. Coming off of that, coming from that space, King of Hearts is an open door policy. I remember one of the conversations we first had was like, we are not going to drag men or, or you know what I mean? Kicking and screaming to our events. No, Mm -hmm. you need a man, whether he's in his fifties, sixties, seventies, willing to be like, yo, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. Mm -hmm. And to me, 
And we even have guys like that in our King's Council who are over 50 asking that existential question, who am I? What does it mean to be a man at, like, at this stage in the game? Can I still give wisdom? And I'm like, that is the most beautiful place to be to me. Because mm-hmm. that just shows me this work of navigating masculinity never ends. Mm-hmm. It is a journey. Mm-hmm. There's no destination where I get to take my hat off. No. The, what I always tell you, no days off. And that's mentally, that's emotionally, that's spiritually. Yes, and I, I know I used to trigger you because you thought physically no days off. But no, the body needs rest. But it's like mentally, like you, we can't afford to take a day off because if you do, then, in my humble opinion, mm. complacency sets in, mediocrity, you let shame take over, you let poor association take, like all these things will come in and replace it if you're not being intentional with your input habits, right? Yeah, this is the stuff that we, we um, talk to guys about in men's groups. And, you know, just to bring it back to the boy again mm-hmm. quickly, I mm-hmm. think this is a really important note, is that there's the, there's the unconscious boy and there's also the conscious boy. Mm, thank you. The healthy boy in all of us. Yes. And that's the, that's the part of us. And we like to talk about this with the yeah. guys because we yeah. got to remind them that we got to drop down to that and tap into that part of ourselves as well. The conscious boy, mm-hmm. the inner child yep. to play, to laugh, yes. yeah. to goof around, mm-hmm. to, to, to rest, to yeah. take it easy, to mm-hmm. get creative, to draw. Whatever that looks like for every man is different. But what is... What part of you is the conscious boy? What does that look like? What part of you is the unconscious boy? How does that show up in your life? What part of you is the unconscious man and mm-hmm. the conscious man? It's all these archetypes that, that are in all of us. And the same thing for women with their girl and their conscious girl and their unconscious girl. It's all the same, mm-hmm. right? It, we're mirrors for each other at the end of the day. But yes, it's, it's all... It all relates, all connected. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's so good. I need to chime in because something that we always talk about for most men is they don't even know that there's a range of masculinity. For a lot of men, they just think it looks a certain way. Yeah. Right? And so like the example that was the comes to mind. patriarchal masculinity or that unconscious version. masculinity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and that version looks a certain way. For example, mm-hmm. you don't cry. Mm-hmm. You don't show emotion. Might is right. You know what I mean? As bell hooks would say, white supremacist patriarchal you know what i mean yeah (laughs) neoliberal like all of it right Mm -hmm. and for guys it's it's this it's this sliver and if you guys could see my hands it'd be like a sliver of a pie you know let's just call it 20 percent. and it's getting guys to realize dude you have another like 160 degrees at your disposal when it comes to your emotions how you show up in the world how you respond and then once we've and then once we've got you aware of that yeah which is our first pillar right then we can start talking about your character your vulnerability and then service and then we'll take it a layer, a layer deeper and something that i'm learning about and andy is very much involved in is now let's talk about like shadow work and let's talk about all the baggage and stuff you got behind you that you're not even cognizant of is that related to the childhood and the boy Hundred percent. That stuff comes up. Yeah. Hundred percent. Because nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, we are operating from our nervous system, and your body never forgets. Mm-hmm. Which is why, in these certain moments, something happens, you get triggered, and you react. 
unconscious boy or unconscious man. Because back in the day, probably somewhere from your childhood, same scenario happened and it brings you back to that. And unless you're conscious in that moment to be like, hey, I'm not going to have a meltdown. I'm actually going to like ask for what I need. You know how much like emotional mm-hmm. <laughs> like work that takes to not like lash out and re- you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and for most guys, they've never had that initiation. Yeah. That, that ritual, that experience, that safe space to even practice being like, I need something. And that doesn't take anything less away from my masculinity. Mm-hmm. Sick. <laughs> we, 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 we did a lot of talking. We want to hear, like, what comes yeah. up for you? Like, what are your thoughts right now? Yeah. <laughs> no, like, it was it's good. amazing. But initially, it's just, this is why I want to have this conversation. It's because everything you guys are saying I don't even know if I can express this, but it's like, it has nothing to do with male, female, or non-binary. What you're saying is what a lot of feminist women are saying, or Mm -hmm. just any individual is saying. I think, yeah, we, we, I think masculinity just has been viewed in this really messed up light. And so I'm just glad we're moving away from that through this conversation. That's one thing I want to say about it. I'm like thinking more. Um, The, kings of hearts how you guys are creating a safe space for men as a woman i know many different avenues i can go down when i'm looking for a safe space Mm -hmm. i know earlier i spoke about like what really a safe space is and how rare it is and everything like that but for me as a female the world is way more in tune to me finding a safe space it's not as difficult as it would be for a male and um i've been very fortunate to have a lot of men that are close to me that are very I don't know if this is the right vocabulary, but in touch with their emotion and don't feel uncomfortable expressing it and feel comfortable in their masculinity and their identity enough to share with me things that they might be going through and have meaningful relationships with other males. And so that's been something that I've been fortunate enough to view in my life, as in my father was part of men's groups growing up. My father would speak to me about his mental health and Mm -hmm. I could cry in front of my father and I wasn't shamed. And yeah, I'm just glad that there's people outside of my little bubble that I grew up in of my brother and my father that are, I guess, aware of it as well. I don't know where that went, but just... Awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I completely... Oh, I and this, this, we didn't even talk about the childhood. Sorry, I'm just slowly... No, it's all right. I was just like... <laughs> it's all right. No, but I, I just love that you are bringing that up because that's the reality of it. If the majority... Let's just say, for the sake of this conversation, mm-hmm. the majority of people, the majority of men, don't have a healthy role model for them, right? For us guys, we're gonna look outwards if we got nothing in our circle that is what we perceive to be in that moment safe, conscious, and healthy for us. And the reality of it is, a lot, a lot of men have seen an unconscious, unhealthy version of masculinity. And they've adopted it for their own. Mm. And now they're sitting here in their 30s and 40s being like, I do not, I'm not in love with who I've, who I've become. Mm-hmm. And that to me is, that's a scary place to be. Because mm. I always tell the boys, like, if you can't fall asleep and put your head on the pillow knowing, like, I love who I am and where I'm going, that's a philosophical existential question. And that has nothing to do with the skin of your color, where you're from, what you do for a J-O-B no gender nothing gender nothing right yeah. like and, and 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 i also love that you bring up like we all want this mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with 
boy, girl, Nothing. male, female, whatever gender you choose to subscribe by, doesn't matter. Like everybody wants to be seen, everybody wants to be heard, everybody wants to be loved. That is it. Why are we mixing it up with like masculinity should look like this and femininity should look like that? All these and labels. All these labels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with King of Hearts, we're all about okay. We have the labels. Let's have a blank canvas. Hey, who do you want to be? What what narratives now? If you weren't conscious of it back then, what narratives do you want to choose now moving forward? That's reimagining. That's a beautiful place to be. Mm-hmm. Because now you are conscious and whole. And now you get to be the victor. Mm-hmm. And now there's no more victim mentality. My childhood this, my upbringing this, my association. No. Coming into this room, we are starting fresh. Mm-hmm. What are you choosing to actively participate mm-hmm. in? And, and, and I say that with a very full conscious heart, not discrediting what you've been through up to this point. I'm just saying we need to now be conscious and take our life by the reins instead of allowing other things to. Mm. I like that you said that around people's experiences and what they've been through. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's putting it in a parking lot for a second. Yeah. And again, not to discredit them. However, it might, whatever people have been through, man or woman it may not be your faults yes moving forward however it is our responsibility mm. thank you i'll say it one more time thank that you. deserved say a it. snap yeah <laughs> and a snap and a repeat yeah. yeah say it it may not be your fault however it is your responsibility immediately you're invited to if you're receiving that immediately you're invited to to put the take off the victim cloak yep and get initiated. I'd like to say that when people come through a Kings of Hearts event or, or men are coming through the King's Council men's group, yeah. it's like a little micro or a little mini initiation. It's to take off our history, our cloaks or whatever, our, 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 our stuff and yeah. just put it aside for a yeah. second, yeah. come into this space and learn something new, feel something different, drop down from the head, down to the heart, down to the gut, be down in the lower body a little bit more. Mm-hmm. To me, those are initiations. To listen to, to take time to listen to a podcast like this, take notes, go and have a conversation with somebody, share that. That, to me, is a form of an initiation, a modern day initiation. So these things are important. So kudos mm-hmm. to you as well for creating. So this is a safe space. This mm-hmm. is a space... Preach. Preach. This is a podcast that's going to be listened to over and over and over again. It's going to be shared from one person to the next. And it's going to be like little seeds of an, like initiation, a little seeds of, hey, it's safe to have this conversation. Yep. Mm-hmm. People out there are actually talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's great. We talked about it a little bit. But what stereotypes around masculinity do you feel are detrimental to society as a whole? I know there's a lot, but maybe what comes to mind first off? You know, I think a personal experience for for me around stereotypes is um, man up. Mm. Would that be a stereotype? Yeah, definitely. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's uh, like man up. Like now is not the time to show your emotions. Mm-hmm. Even when I could pull like, out bell hooks and there's a yeah. quote about it in yeah. there. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so I, that's a very common one. It's like, you know, guys don't cry or mm-hmm. a, a personal one for me growing up was 
you're too sensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. However, I've, I've arrived at a place in my life now where my sensitivity is my strength. Preach. Mm-hmm. I get to, Preach. I get to be able to feel the room and what the room needs in a men's, envi- a men's group environment, for example. I get to feel what my partner is feeling because I have navigated those feelings within myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to hold space or communicate in such a, a way. And so my sensitivity has gotten me there. However, for a big chunk of my life, I was like, sh- I was shaming it because people yep. were shaming it. So I then uh, the translation was, oh, this I shouldn't have this. Mm-hmm. So I was judging myself. Mm-hmm. And so those are like two big stereotypes that come to my mind is, you know, don't show your emotions and you're too sensitive mm-hmm. or sensitivity is something you shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. As like, before you go nuke, but as because we're having a conversation about feminine feminism and masculinity I identify as a woman okay coming to you as a woman to man you being able to as you said navigate those emotions yourself if I was to express them to you rather than feeling threatened by them is huge because as we go along in this conversation um but there is things I find as a woman, I, I experience things and I want a male perspective because I know masculinity and femininity are different, but just sometimes, and I don't want to stereotype, correct me if like any of this is, I'm talking on both sides of my mouth, but it just, sometimes I just feel like I need a more masculine energy. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. I will be feeling these emotions, but I need to be in a masculine energy or I feel like I want to be in a masculine energy and just being able to be in that space and feel safe and to feel seen mm-hmm. and understood and not like, oh, you're crying. I'm really uncomfortable right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. if the man can hear me and see through my emotion, it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. I really Preach. love that you said that. Preach. And it's, okay, so here's the, here is something that I've learned mm-hmm. from, uh, from John Wineland. Around guru. The, uh, the guru. <laughs> I'm not sure. I have you heard of him before? Just in the podcast, in your podcast. Great. It's the first time I heard of him was today, so wanna, I'll look him you, up. If you want to get deeper in like the masculine, feminine, energetic. Yep. Are you going to talk about that now? I hope you are. I am. Yeah. And, okay. you know, Nuke, you're, you're I, I would say you're pretty well versed in this stuff too, so feel free to chime How in. How much better? Yeah, you lead the way, sir. Yeah, so I would say, because I love what you said, like, yes, everybody's got masculine, feminine, but sometimes mm-hmm. you just want a guy's perspective. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense because mo- not all men, most males or most males who identify as males, yeah. uh, they, have, they are made up of more masculine energetic, all right? And, and less feminine energetic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never, maybe for some it's 50-50, mm-hmm. but I would say from what I've learned from John and my own practices and working with men and women as well, is most men are made up of more masculine, most females are made up of more feminine energetic. And so whenever you feel safe, whenever you're seek, you know, I would say just by sitting with you right now, you're definitely more of a feminine energetic. Mm-hmm. And so naturally the polarity is that you, you find safety in a man who is grounded. That's a, that's a conscious masculine trait. A man who, who, who knows his direction, who knows where he's going in his life. You feel safe with that, right? Mm-hmm. who who keeps his word mm-hmm. you know he what he says is how he shows up consistently and so that's the energetic that you feel safe around and it makes a lot of sense and so for for example maybe let's flip that uh script for example let's say when a man is in his feminine say he wants to express his emotions he needs a safe space to do so otherwise he's gonna naturally just not go there 
mm-hmm. which is why things like men's groups are so, are so important. I think therapy is great because the therapist, whether it's a man or a woman, they step into their masculine energetic and they hold space and they're present with that, that patient, mm-hmm. right? And so I wanted to just touch on that. I don't know. I want to kind of see what else comes up. So are you saying mm-hmm. that, say I was coming to you with like an emotion yeah. um, and I'm going to use emotions because I know that's more of a feminine trait. Am I correct? Like yes. being more in tune with your emotion. So say I was a woman speaking with another woman and she's expressing a lot of emotion and a lot of feminine energy. Is this going along the polarity or sorry, the, the dynamic of masculine feminine? I'd be more in my masculine as the receiver of the conversation or of what she's saying. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. So okay. if you're if if you were in your call it your conscious masculine, mm-hmm. uh, you would be holding space for her. You would be you'd be breathing with her. Mm-hmm. You would be hearing, listening to her. Mm-hmm. If you were in your unconscious masculine, you would be trying to fix her. Right. Ooh. You try to you you see what I mean? You, that was a good point you just made there. You would yeah. You'd be giving solutions. You'd be not fully, aka not being that's fully present. That's interesting that you say that's an unconscious masculine trait because. That's just, that's really resonating with me. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? Just because it's unconscious, it doesn't mean it's bad. bad. Because no. Fixing, I always thought it was a good trait yeah. that males have is that they want to fix things and they want to help you. And that's how they're naturally wired. Which mm. is great. However, the, the thing is we don't know when to tap into that. that. You know, this is interesting. Wrong yeah. time, wrong place sometimes, right? Yeah. yeah, definitely. A lot. This is something we say. Which is? Which is if, let's, <laughs> for example, I'm going to use my girlfriend, okay? Whenever she um, has something going on in her life and she needs to vent to me, mm-hmm. before I listen and before I speak, <laughs> I ask her, okay, I hear you. Um, baby, do you, do you need advice right now? Or do you need just someone to listen to you? And yeah. now, just because I've had some practice, mm-hmm. as she's speaking, as she's expressing, however that looks, maybe she's yelling, maybe she's crying, maybe she's not. I just match her breath and I listen and I just receive everything she's bringing up. And my response first is, even before the question is, thanks for bringing that to me. Yep. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's awesome. Right? It's yeah. kind of like, wow. You've been seen, you've been heard. After that, you're like, man, I don't even need your perspective. <laughs> thanks. You want to go get food? I'm yeah. really hungry now. <laughs> That's exactly it. I would yeah. say nine times out of 10, you know, for maybe for any of the guys listening right now, um, and it doesn't even have to be with your significant other. It could be with anybody. Any Nine times out of ten, they just want to express because that's they're in their feminine energy. Yeah. The feminine energy just wants to express, yeah. just wants to reveal mm-hmm. what the truth of their heart is in that moment. Well, however that looks, mm-hmm. you know, I always I always love using the analogy of the feminine heart, man or woman, is like weather. Weather changes. Mm-hmm. One, one, especially in Calgary. One moment it's raining, the next moment it's windy, the next moment it's sunny. And do we try to change the weather? Nope. No, we don't. Do we need to be with it? Do we run away from it? We can. However, that's kind of like living, uh, in my opinion, that's not really living in an accepting way. And just to always try to run away from something that makes you uncomfortable. But can we just be with it? And it can be hard. It's not, it's not an easy practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think to parallel what you're saying, mm-hmm. for, for, for a lot of men, we've just never, we've never had this training. We've yeah. never had this initiation. So therefore, and for a lot of guys, and I'll speak for myself from the experience, when your significant other comes to you and is being 
open and vulnerable and expressing herself in that moment you're like damn it what did i do <laughs> and you start replaying like did i like did i do the laundry did i tell her i love her did i tell her like you know what i mean versus now just being conscious of being like babe like i'm here open and like just that's just like andy said do you need me to listen or are you looking for advice and i would say like that men take that as a game changer like literally Write this down. Just please, like literally, just ask. Do you need me to listen, or do you need me, or do you want perspective? And in that moment, I need you to listen. Done, easy. You just sit and listen, and know that has nothing to do with you. Four agreements. Don't take it personal. This has nothing to do with you, and they're just expressing how they're feeling. And then when they're done, just like Andy said, thank you for sharing that with me. And then if it's me, I look at them, male or female, I'm like, you know, I love you, right? Cool. And that's it. Interesting. You it's mind-blowing when you get around men and you let them be in their feminine because they don't have a safe enough space to do that in. It's mind-blowing what comes up for them. And they'll tell you things that they'll say, I've never shared that with, with anybody. Mm-hmm. None of my close guy friends know that. I thought I was going to the grave with that. And all we've done, Andy and I, and, and all the other facilitators, so we just, hey man, no judgment. Put your ego on the shelf. We're just here to listen. And you're sober. Sober life. Sober. sober yeah. life. No drinks. Because yeah. these is conversations topic. is always at three in the morning when they're pissed out of their head. And This is great. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Because this was, this was a topic yes. of when we were... Find when we were like in the groundwork of KOH, we were like, "Yo, Ooh, do, we, do we have it at a bar? Do we have it yeah. at a bar and, and have and have drinks and yeah. get guy?" And we were like, "No, because then we're being like mm. society mm. is." And it's like, "Yo, bro, bro, like after three beer, bro, bro, you know, I love you, right? Love you, no homo, no homo though, I no homo, you, man, bro, bro. I love you so. I don't know. Man. I don't tell you that enough, man. But dude, I love you, man. Like in a non-sexual way, but you know, I got." It's like, guys, why do you need to have X amount of alcohol in your system for you to express what you feel inside? So in that moment, we were like, no, no booze. Can we have one after? Yeah, sure. But when we're doing the work. You got to be fully present. You got to be fully Mm -hmm. present. Mm -hmm. And listen, like we're not, look, out here, and when I'm pointing outside, outside of this space, you can numb all you want. And that's, and fine. Fine, but when you're in the vicinity of the kings, there's no numbing here, and we're taking you as you are. Your masculinity is not being questioned. So I can wrap my head around why you would numb when you're out there, because mm. you don't want your masculinity questioned. It's scary out there. It's scary out there. Versus yes. here, you're among family, whether or not you believe it. And guess what? And th- this is the thing we always say: we won't ask for you to be vulnerable. We will lead with vulnerability. So you'll see. And then in that moment, we've just given you permission to be like, okay, these guys are legit. And when a man goes from here to like, yeah. And when a man consistently shows up to do the work, what ends up happening? I know a lot of guys who don't even realize that they don't numb anymore, Mm -hmm. but they they show up consistently to do the work. And next thing you know, their life is beginning to change. Mm. It's those small wins. Showing up in a safe container is a small win. Yeah. Do that 10 weeks in a row yeah. and your life is going to change for sure. Because you're, you're, you're in a container with other men who are going to 
be mirrors for you and mm -hmm. show you your blind spots. Yep. So this powerful. is initiation. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. Here's your, here's where I sense or I feel that you're playing small, man. You know, I love you, right? Mm -hmm. You're playing small. Yeah. You're playing small in this area. And I just want to reflect that back to you. You do what you want. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of 10, a man receives that. He's going to ship something in his life because he's going to look in the mirror that night or the next morning and can be like, I am out of integrity in some way for yeah. sure. Yeah. And do you think there, this might be a whole other like branch oh any of we have four hours right yeah, 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 yeah five yeah, hours yeah, is yeah. what joe posted today oh, okay. um <laughs> and nuke if we want to go into yeah. like back to your answering the question but i just want to toss this in there but do you think that when you were talking about two men sitting across from each other and one of them calls the other person out by saying you're playing two small men do you want to speak to the importance of, of it being male to male rather than me sitting across from a male and mm -hmm. saying you're playing too small? Or mm -hmm. do you think that's not a factor? That's a really good question, I would say. I would say it is a factor, but I would love for you to respond to that because I don't have an answer right now. So I would say it's two-pronged. Okay. It's two-pronged. One, when you're with other conscious men, and I say this intent, other conscious, yeah. healthy men, that you've gone to seek their perspective. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. In that moment, all the power. Totally. Right? Yep. yep. That's those those are the requirements. Mm -hmm. You don't go to someone at the bar or three beers in and tell no, it's like if I come to Andy, it's like, yo, Andy, like based on our relationship, bro, where you, you see what I'm saying? He's not yeah. doing it. And if not, it'd be me coming to him and be like, hey, do you see any blind spots? Let mm, me know. Mm, Sit, mm, reflect, mm. marinate, let me know. Yeah. And or, and you can be like, bro, you know I love you, right? Yes. Can I give you some feedback? Yes. Mm. I'm seeing this. It's way more like active as well. It's totally, it's active, yeah. it's conscious, and it's like, yo, dude, I'm not, like, I'm saying this because I want to see you better. You know? And if, and if it's me and my tribe, in that moment, your ego, you better put it on a shelf. Because mm. the last thing that I need you to do is then rebuttal me and be like, dude, shut up. Uh, it's like, no, man, like, who else in your life is gut checking you and telling you, you know, yeah. that you Look, can be better? Who loves you enough? Yeah. That's the hardest part. Is exactly. That, like, a lot of these conversations are hard. Your ego flares. 100%. But it shows, if you can move past that, like I'm speaking to myself, is, oh, wow, this person loves me so much that they're willing to call me out on my shit. Totally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then and in that moment, it's like, hey, just sit. And, and like you said, sit, marinate, reflect. And if you want, we can have a conversation later. I, I, I need you to sit and marinate on that and see mm -hmm. for yourself. And guess what? And Andy's great at this. Treat it like a t-shirt. Try it on. You know what? Thank you. Mm, not you a concern. Like that. Don't worry about it. Or you put it on and you're like, fuck, this thing fits. Okay, I gotta I look like in the mirror. That. And really give it a sh like, really give that t-shirt a try. You know, like when you're going shopping, you know, you're trying a t-shirt on in the change room. You look, you give it all the wear, angles. You give it all the angles. Yeah. Like, right? You don't just go like, Ugh. well, sometimes, no. but yeah. you know, I would say that when some, yeah, when you're receiving feedback, really give it a shot. Yeah. I like that. And then you get to decide, is this for me or not? And but that's I like the deciding factor. Yo. Yeah. You have to be conscious and holding that. You want to keep going or should I finish my other prong? Do the other prong. Okay, so the other, other prong, prong with yes. the female mm -hmm. is if you have, and I say if, and I'm going to say this very consciously, if you have a queen 
in your life and you've had that conversation where she can, because again, she's going to see another layer of you that the boys may not see. And in that moment, if you, if you guys have had this conversation before poop hits the fan, where it's like, hey, babe, you can gut check me if you see something, right? And obviously, tone, tact, and timing. Because in my world, there's, there's nothing that you can't say. Lawyers do it all the time. You just got to be tone, tact, and timing. How do you say it? How do you preface it? Right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, hey, babe, I need you. Can I give you some feedback right now? Yeah. This is what I'm seeing. I just want to let you know. This is where I'm coming from. What have you? Let's have a conversation about it. If you approach me like that, yo, let's talk. I am, and I'm, and my, my defense isn't going to go up. But if you come at me, <laughs> like... You don't do this, and you don't do that, and how come... Uh... You know what's really pissing me off? Yeah, like in that moment, for me, it's turtle. Go into my shell, and then I get quiet, and then all of a sudden it's like, you have nothing to say? And I'm like, <laughs> it's not that I have nothing to say. We've just talked about you can't come at me like that with a flamethrower and expect me to be cool, calm, and collect. If you want the bull to come out, keep talking like that, and yeah. we'll see. Like, that's not healthy. So in my, in my, for me, speak for myself, if the female is conscious... And healthy and whole, and it's like, hey, this is what, same same preface. This is what I'm seeing. Sit on that, marinate. We can continue this conversation. I don't think there's anything wrong because at the end of the day, it's just mirrors. Mm -hmm. And it's one mirror coming from a conscious man. It's another mirror coming from a conscious female. And at the end of the day, just like our wings, Baha'i saying, humanity, male and female, they will only fly if both wings are in unison. Maybe I could speak to something that you said go, as well. Go for it. Go for it. Is, you know, sometimes having like that conscious, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bar for sure. It's, it's tough to, you know, sometimes people receive that as like, oh man, like that's a lot of work. I don't know if I could be perfect and perform 100% all the time. Sometimes we're going to slip up. We're mm -hmm. human beings. Mm -hmm. We have emotions. We can't control our emotions. We just, we just experience them sometimes, right? And so I, I would say that you know, you know, in a, maybe in a relational dynamic, because we're talking about male and females and giving feedback to each other. Mm. If your partner, um, it, you know, reacts one day and they're not conscious, you know, I think a man who does his work can just deepen his breath in that moment and first not take it personally and B, instead of adding to the reaction, ask his partner, Hey, where did that come from mm -hmm. just now? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that hurt. Ouch. Mm. That hurt. Mm. That didn't land well with me. Um, and, you know, without having to get into the details of, of all of it, I just want to ask you where that came from. And maybe you don't have an answer right now. Sit with it. Maybe in two hours we can sit down again. We'll have a chat. Love that. Because I, I, I always want to, round it out a little bit is that we are human beings and we mm -hmm. have emotions that I'm not perfect all the time. I react with my roommates sometimes and I'm like, ah, ouch. Like I hurt yeah. my, I hurt myself by hearing me say that after. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even if, even if it's that situation, you know, bringing it back to consciousness afterwards is yeah. like, Hey roommate, I 
you know, I didn't show up fully there in that moment. Mm -hmm. I realized that I raised my voice. I realized that I was projecting on you. And just to let you know, that was not about you. That was mm -hmm. all me. So even if it was you reacting, yep. you can bring more consciousness to it after your unconscious yep. behavior. Mm -hmm. For sure. So it's so I'd like to say it's not about being perfect. It's about catching yourself in moments and then taking ownership for it. Ownership every single time. Yeah. Do you want to speak to, because mm. what started that was um, stereotypes around masculinity that you feel are detrimental to society. Mm. Is there anything you want to <laughs> add to that or do we want to move on to something else? I think all the things Andy commented on were great and the one that comes to mind is you know just being educated whether whether intentionally or not around just like lack thereof of emotions mm. you know it was like like the thing that that popped up as soon as you asked the question was like i played a lot of sports growing up yep. it was like yo are you hurt or are you injured you know, and just that, that idea of like, if you're hurt, fine, get off the pitch. If you're injured, get back on the pitch. <laughs> you know, just what do you mean injured though, that you get back on the pitch? What's the difference between hurt and injured? I don't get what you're saying. Like if you're, if you're hurt if, more like emotionally, a little bit of both. Like, okay. is anything broken? No. Okay. Yeah. Get back on the pitch then. Man up. hundred percent. You yeah. know, and and just realize, and just like shutting off parts of myself mm. in those moments, mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah, that, that'd be the only thing I, I'd add and just us being willing again to like reimagine that. Like I can, like, I'm just learning, like I can have mixed emotions, Ooh. right? I can be, I can be sad and I'm still here. Mm -hmm. Not, but that's something we always talk about. No, but you know, like th that, that idea of like, I'm good, but all this stuff is happening in my life. Just own it. Ooh. You know, mm -hmm. the day sucks and I'm still here. And my response would be, thank you. I appreciate your honesty. Mm -hmm. Now I know. Thank you. Or sometimes like I've discovered this term, it's called toxic positivity, where mm. I'm just having an off day. Like I'm just feeling a little bit sad, a little bit yeah. blue that day. And I'm like, oh, I talking to someone on the yeah. phone. I'm feeling a little bit sad today, but I have no reason to. I have a job and the sun's shining and uh, I have food in my fridge and exactly. you know what I mean? So It's bypassing. Mm, yeah. But you, I like the changing of the Just vocabulary. And, and, yeah. And you know what's interesting as you know, you say that? Your soul and your body is listening. Mm -hmm. And they're sitting there being like, what are you talking about? I cause myself so much more pain by... I was just talking about this with my friend two days ago mm. about, and he was saying, he's like, if I just sit with that emotion for as long as I need to, maybe it's an hour, maybe it's not. He's like, I watch a movie, I'll cry it out, you know, but you move on because if not, you're just going to carry that emotion around until you're able to like fully sit with it almost in a way. Right. And then you'll just have it for so much longer if it's a negative emotion. I don't know. That was a bit of a preach. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that toxic positivity that you're talking about, yeah. you know, when we rush to, to fix it yeah. or to not feel it anymore, mm. what we're telling ourselves subconsciously is yeah. it's not okay. Mm -hmm. uh, or you shouldn't mm. uh, feel that way. You yeah. shouldn't be this way or it's mm -hmm. not okay to be this. That's subconsciously. That's what we're telling our body yep. Yep. and our mind. Right. That's and resonating it, with me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm guilty for it. We too. all are. We yeah. all are. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? One of the things that we always talk about with your emo with your emotions is one, your emotions are indicators, not dictators. You can have that. 
Uh, that's one. <laughs> and two, like Andy and I, we've, we talked a lot about this. It's just like, treat your emotions like a guest at the dinner table. You know? And you as the conscious observer, this is Untethered Soul now, the book, you are at the head of the table. You know? And happiness is there. Excitement. Fear. Shame. You list them all. They're all sitting at the table. And if sadness is like at the table, like pounding at the table, and you as a conscious observer don't acknowledge him, what do you think he, or he it, that emotion yeah, will do? They, yeah. You know? It will keep doing it, and it'll make it worse. And then eventually, it's not being acknowledged. It'll just walk away from the table. And you wonder why some people are like, I don't know how to feel. Mm. I don't know how to feel sad. I've never feel cried sad. before. Because you've spent so many years, whether consciously or not, the programming, whatever it may be, the narratives, the tape players, not acknowledging and or giving time and space for that emotion to be felt. Versus, and we say this all the time, hey, in that moment, I tell myself all the time, I'm like, hey, like sadness, can't deal with it right now. We don't, we don't have the time and the space, we can't get into it. But we will have time later tonight. I will give you the floor and you can do what you need to do. I feel like men are very good at that. Sometimes. I think that's a, that can be, a, if it's consciously, as you say, yeah. I think that can be a strength because as a woman, personally, and maybe it's nothing to do with masculine feminine energy, yeah. maybe it just means an individual, something yeah. you need to work on is they overcome my entire life, my emotions, my entire day. If I'm at work, I'll be crying if I something happened before work. Whereas I find men sometimes can be more good at... But it's all about if they if they go back to it, you know? Yeah, if you work at Compart- it. Compartment compartmentalizing yeah 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 i so my maybe slight rebuttal would be at the end of the day i think it's just a matter of like just access to your tool belt Mm. you know Mm because i I like to think we all have access to this and it's just a matter of like hey like in those moments it's just like you know what like i feel it and and you know what maybe it's as simple as hey i need 30 seconds to go blow this out and you go have a good cry Mm -hmm. and then you come back and you're like we're not done However, I will deal with you in full later. Yeah. As opposed to squishing it, put it in a box, deal later. Yeah. And deal later is never. Yeah. <laughs> it's called putting it in a closet, <laughs> closing the door. Can I ask something? This of course. About Switch it. You were ta- no, you were talking about how stereotypes around masculinity that are detrimental to our society and you said one was suppressing your emotions Mm -hmm. how do you think that's going to negatively manifest in other areas of your life if you're suppressing that constantly depression yeah anger violence 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 towards self violence towards others Mm -hmm. and therein lies like something that you addressed in the beginning of this episode of yours is around like you know you you telling your female friends that you're, you're discussing masculinity mm-hmm. and their response was, well, uh, why are you supporting? They had their own time. They had their time already. Yeah. But herein lies the issue is that when we don't, when men aren't addressing their emotions and they're suppressing, it turns out to be like one of the things is violence, domestic violence. Well, and it's, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's, it's just perpetuating the patriarchy, you know, and the mm-hmm. issues that we're trying to, as like these feminist women are trying to unlearn and i don't like that feminist i'm not like feminism can be male or female or Mm non-binary right mm -hmm. but you get what i'm saying is like that's exactly what we're trying to reverse so Mm -hmm. yeah yep cool yeah as as i'm listening right now 
I, I just want to tell our listeners that like there's nothing wrong when we say like with the word patriarchy patriarchy matriarchy they're all beautiful it's what are the labels we've attached to it and that's what king of hearts is about let's reimagine that because in a beautiful conscious patriarchy there should be no feminist movement if all things like in the in the perfect utopia we there's equality and equity and um transparency and like authentic re, like agape love for your for your fellow male or female for your fellow man human being across the board so there wouldn't need to be feminine theory do you see what i'm saying totally. and so if we can reimagine it that's what we're trying to say. Like, let's reimagine like it. Because like clearly this. what we are currently doing, the current patriarchy with all its labels is not serving us. Why? Because men are depressed. Men are killing themselves. There's rape culture. There is like, why is porn a billion dollar industry? Why is there still child trafficking? Why like all these? So you can't, to me, in my humble opinion, you can't see all that. And be like, there's something wrong with the system. Am I saying we get rid of the system? No. Can we reimagine it? Restructure it? Have better things in place? 100%. It's interesting you say that because... I'm glad you brought that up. Because personally, I'm only just starting out on this journey. Mm -hmm. And so... I feel like I'm looking for vocabulary for things, feelings, thoughts, experiences that I've had that I didn't know there was vocabulary for and maybe the only vocabulary that I am finding is the low-hanging fruit or the bad terms or the negativity or the low frequency or unconscious words actions mm -hmm. individuals mm -hmm. so I'm glad you brought that up yeah like yeah. and something that we always talk about at our events is like can we reimagine that word mm -hmm. right because it's not the word it's the labels we've attached to it yeah yeah, I just didn't you know? know what other word to use. No, and that's what, like, you know, like for example, like the, the the word that always comes to mind and is Brene Brown plug-in, vulnerability. Mm. For a lot of men, they hear that word vulnerability, Freak and it is like, yeah, <laughs> I am not telling you shit. Excuse my verbiage. I'm not telling you anything, because in the past, when I showed vulnerability, it looked like this. My masculinity was challenged. Mm. Therefore, whether or not you're conscious of it or not, your body, your mind, your soul was like, we are never putting ourselves in that situation again. Right? Yeah. Versus when you come into a KOH or, or any safe space that allows you to now reimagine that word, it's like you can be vulnerable, vulnerable and it takes nothing away from your masculinity. Whether you're with the boys, whether you're with your significant other, whether you're with your little ones. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, it's all a spectrum. And men, because Andy and I are men, you need to be willing to tap into that and learn how to use that tool. Because I hope you can be vulnerable when you're with your babies and they ask you, hey, dad, like, I'm scared. I hope you're able to drop into your body and be like, yo, you know what, little man or young lady? Me too. And we're going to lean into this together. Oh, you've just told your little one that you can, 
Like it's okay. like you know what I'm saying? Like like yeah. these philosophical existential lessons you're teaching your little one. And likewise, when you're with your significant other and she's like, like I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and and you can lean into that and be like, you know what, babe? Like I don't know either. And let's figure it out together. What a beautiful place to be. And you've just told your significant other, like, I don't have it all together. And I'm willing to navigate with you. Isn't that what we all want? Someone who, who does life with us? So once again, like the word vulnerability, you need to be willing to reimagine it. The word toxic, the word masculine, the word feminine. You fill in whatever word triggers you. Reimagine <laughs> it. Well, we had a, we had a guest on uh, our panel a couple of events ago. His name is Alan. And uh, one thing that Alan was saying pertaining his journey around uh, addiction mm. was that he, he's an older gentleman too. So he's, you know, he's had some experience and he's been through some stuff. And he was saying that his pivotal moment of growth was when he had to drop everything he thought he knew and relearn everything. Mm. He questioned everything. Mm. And not in like... Um, uh, you know, it's not, not in a way of like, he's, he's uh, cynical. I don't know if that's right. Or pessimistic, I should say. Mm-hmm. Not that he's pessimistic. Mm-hmm. It's that he's challenging his ego. Mm-hmm. He's stepping, he's putting his ego aside for a second. Ego, by the way, is not a bad thing. He's putting his ego to the side a second. He's like, what, if I want to move forward, if I want to become who I want to become, if I want to uh, live in integrity, what do I need to leave behind now? And what do I take with me? But in order to do that, you got to put it all on the table. Preach. You got to put it all on the table. Preach. You got to be like, okay, this is serving me. This is not serving me. This pattern is not serving me. Right? You got to do an inventory here. Mm-hmm. You got to do a reconciliation here mm-hmm. of, of what <laughs> he's, mm-hmm. he's snapping, of what, uh, what doesn't serve us anymore. Beautiful. Words included, as yeah. you were saying. Yeah. 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 Words, narrative, stories, players, programs. stories. If someone's listening to this and this is really resonating with them and they want to move forward and continue exploring things that we're talking about and maybe just the inner work that we keep speaking to, what would you recommend for them or what, what advice would you give to those individuals? keep pointing at each other for context (laughs) 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 they're both the biggest hype man of each other which i love (laughs) um i would say start taking in some content uh, around the subject you know i think that's a really great way um some of the books that come to my mind right away will to change a book that you walked in here with Mm. yes um i think one book that really deeply resonated with me was No More Mr. Nice Guy. Okay. Uh, by Dr. Donald Glover. And uh, Lewis Howe's The Mask of Masculinity. Mm. You know, one of our pillars, mm-hmm. uh, our very first pillar for the, under the Kings of Hearts is awareness. And so I would say uh, within that pillar, what could you explore around awareness? So it could be a book, it could be a podcast. Um, Uncivilized Man is a really great podcast by Trevor Boehm. Uh, Man Talks with Connor Beaton and Sacred Sons podcast. And we actually just launched yes. a podcast as well. I want to just plug it there. Yes, totally. <laughs> right? So get aware. Get aware and get in community. Mm. So start seeking, you know, 
a part of awareness is identifying what your values are. And so when you, you know, if you go down that path or that process of identifying what your values are, start seeking people who share similar values and start having deep conversations, mm. you know, sure. Talk about the weather and then yeah. get deeper. Mm-hmm. Sure. Ask, how are you? And then ask, how are you really? Mm. Right. And so mm-hmm. I would say get aware and get in community. Mm-hmm. And your podcast if people want to listen to it, it's Kings of Hearts. Kings of Hearts podcast. Podcast, okay. And everything that you mentioned and the podcast and everything, that will be in the show notes. I'll, I'll find it all. Yes. Yes. Nuke? That was great, Andy. I don't know if I have anything. I think the one thing I would say is, and know when you start doing this work, stuff may come up mm. from your past. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help, professional help, mm. because not because and like it's powerful and that will be conducive to you also being aware. There's only there's a certain amount of awareness you can have. You can only be so self-aware and you start needing other people to hold mirrors up mm. so you can enhance your awareness. That would be my... You're, you're getting my brain going, so I'm going <laughs> to add to that as well. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's just like reminders too. Like early on in the journey, it could, it could, there could be a lot. It could be a lot happening. You know, you go, if you're going through, I don't know, that people can label it whatever they want, spiritual awakening, yeah. shift in their life, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It can be a lot all at once. And, you know, I think a really great reminder that I wish I had early on was it's okay to not be okay Mm. preach um and that don't wait until chaos is happening before you reach out for help Mm -hmm. start thinking proactive over reactive preach you know we i love using the gym as an analogy you don't wait until you have heart disease or heart or heart attack before you work out i don't think you should you know, you, you, you're going to the gym and you're taking care of your health so you don't get there. Yeah. So treat your mental health and your emotional wellness the same way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Train it like a muscle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Train it like a muscle and you don't have to do it alone. Yes. What time, do you always say? The time of the lone wolf is over. Mm-hmm. It's time to get in community. Yeah. Brotherhood is medicine. Connection is medicine. Can you say the quote you guys always say? It's a, I think it's a tribal quote if you want to go fast. Oh yeah, you said this the other day. No, I didn't. Did you say it? It's a. Isn't it a tribal or like it was a tribe? I think it's a. It's a proverb. I think it's like. um, I think it's like an African proverb or like. That's what it is. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it goes. If you want to go fast, go alone. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go far, go together. Yeah. Yeah. And it really does like you know reinforcing point behind that proverb, is. You know, life isn't a sprint; mm-hmm. it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. So we do want to go far. Yeah, yeah. we do want to go. So go, so go together. Yeah, with community and connection. Um, something that I like to preface with our podcast, whether we're on it or leading it, is myself or Andy are not professionals in the sense like we're not psychiatrists, we're not therapists. We're strictly coming from our own experience, our own, our own evaluated self-experience you know and 
that is our weapon. That is our power. That's our secret power. Like, that's it. Not that's it. That's where we're coming from. And so please don't listen to us and think that we have it all. Because ironically, that's why we started King of Hearts. Because we were asking that question. What does it mean to be a man? How do you show up? When we were sitting there, what, 2018, 2019. And I was like, you know what? Like, and this is where I always say, like, jokingly, like, we're selfish. So we were like, let's create a group. That's how I feel in my podcast. You know what I mean? let's, create, <laughs> yeah. let's create community of conscious men because we're men, which also involves the female as well, around how, like, how do you be a better person? How do you show up better for your loved ones? How do you love yourself better? How do you, like, you fill in the blank? That's mm. why we started King of Hearts. How can we see each other deeper? Yeah. Mm. You know, in every area of our lives, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, cognitively. Mm-hmm. So please listen to our hearts when we say that. Like, we don't have all the answers. We're not claiming to. We are strictly pe- speaking from our experiences, our reflections, our meditations, and... um just sharing that and hopefully that lands mm-hmm. with somebody right and you can take that make it your own and take it a layer deeper yeah you're you're absolutely right and that is our superpower yeah that we don't have it all together i love that because i love it yeah. it's relatable yeah. yeah it's relatable and and if we whenever we feel that a man actually we can't fully serve him we have people in our network we yeah. have mm. therapists we have psychologists we have counselors that we direct him to that's awesome. Yeah. That is the way. That is community. Yeah. That is connection. Is like, this is out of our realm. That, to me, is success is when you have that around you. Mm-hmm. Like, that foundation of individuals you know you can lean on. Yeah. 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 It's like, a, what's that tribal saying as well? It's like, it, it doesn't take a man to raise a child or one to take a child. Oh, yeah. It's a it's village. A, it's yeah. a village. Yeah. yeah. It's a village. It's a village to raise a child. Yeah. Village shaman. Village blacksmith i don't know like whatever yeah. whoever yeah. needs totally. to come in to support in that specific situation or yeah. scenario let's let's pull them in let's pull them in or let's redirect yeah yeah mm-hmm. awesome i love that i wish we, i wish we had more time to talk about that because that's literally what king of yeah. hearts is it's, so it's a village it's a tribe <laughs> yeah. and, and and i'll just say lastly for myself like to me that's what it means to be the king you don't you, you don't have all the answers nor do I want to have all the answers. Do not put me on a pedestal. I am human. I am just a man. You know? However, you know what? Great question. I don't know. Andy might know. You know? Great question. I don't know. Emma might know. Hey, great question. You fit like whoever your community is. And there's something powerful in that. Because then guess what? We don't have to have all the answers. And to me, that's liberating. Mm-hmm. That's freeing. Because then guess what? I can just be... Uniqua. And when it's outside of my realm, I can support I can lean on those who I love and support that have my back. I you, love that. You man. started with that. <laughs> yeah, there you, you go. Did. So, you, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I really love that man. A good king knows when to reach out yeah. for help. Mm. He has his counsel. That's why yeah. that's why our men's group is called King's, King's Council. Council. Mm-hmm. He has his counsel. Mm-hmm. You know, a king that, that wants to do everything and that wants to be responsible for everything he takes too much on and at the cost of his own well-being yeah if you can't serve yourself 
you were in no place to serve others. To serve others. And the king is the ultimate server. Before we finish, <laughs> um, if people want to get into contact with you guys and Kings of Hearts, where can you be found? Um, a few places. First place is our website, which is www.kingshearts.com. Um, the other platform would be Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at thekingsof.hearts. And yeah, I would say those probably two are the, the best platforms. We post all of our events on Instagram. Our website has access to an application form for our men's group. Mm. Um, if a company wants to hire us to speak, mm-hmm. there's also a contact form on there. Um, and there's also a contact form if someone just wants to ask a question on how they can get involved. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you both. Andy, Nuke. Thank you. Thank you. It was great. Thank you for holding space and having this conversation with me. I've I've learned a lot and um, it was an honor. On those hours. Real quick. Yeah. What's your biggest takeaway? Dude, I can't even like. <laughs> I want to sit on that. What? Okay. Am I supposed to quickly off the top of my head? If you no, it's up to no, not it's quickly. Up, you don't have to quickly. Drop in. Let me on the top of your head. Close your eyes and what comes to mind? I'm really happy we had this conversation because I feel in my heart right now something that I have been really drawn to and I'm moving towards is shedding light onto this, but in regards to masculinity. But in the way of masculinity is the same as it is as femininity and moving beyond as we keep talking about the vocabulary. At the end of the day, we all want the same thing and just, yeah, that. Like, we're all talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. We all we all want the same thing. Just, mm-hmm. what did you say? To be seen, to, to be, be heard, heard, and to be loved. 100%. So, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Nuke and Andy, I want to thank you once again for leading with vulnerability and having this conversation with me. I truly feel as though I have walked away from the conversation with a broader perspective. Thank you for opening my eyes and shedding light onto areas I could not see myself. Bell Hooks begins her book, The Will to Change, with a quote by Harriet Lerner. In our rapidly changing society, we can count on only two things that will never change. What will never change is the will to change and the fear of change. It is the will to change that motivates us to seek help. It is the fear of change that motivates us to resist the very help we seek. As you could probably tell from my conversation, the will to change was instrumental with helping me navigate this conversation around masculinity. With that being said, I thought the episode could not be complete without sharing a quote from Bell Hooks herself. Men who win on patriarchal terms end up losing in terms of their substantive quality of life. They choose patriarchal manhood over loving connection, first foregoing self-love, and then the love they could give and receive that would connect them to others. I started this episode by letting you know this is a conversation I've wanted to have for quite some time now. With that being said, I hope there are more of these conversations to come. I would love to hear what you thought about this episode and if you have contributions you'd like to make for future episodes. You can connect with me at The Curious One Podcast on Instagram. I would like to take this moment to thank you for not only providing me with your time, but your attention. If you would like to further this conversation and get in touch, visit my Instagram at The Curious One Podcast. For more information, resources, and show notes, please head to thecuriousonepodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. 
Until next time, be well.